also just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. And none for Gretchen Wieners. Bye. Want to be 30. 30 and flirty and thriving. I'm not Josie Grossi anymore. One time she punched me in the face. It was awesome. Welcome to Warm and Fuzzy, a podcast dedicated to all things nostalgic. We review our favorite movies, TV shows, and talk about the fun trends from our childhood. I'm your host, Shane. And I'm your co-host, Amelia. Welcome back, guys. Welcome, welcome to the first episode of Warm and Fuzzy for 2022. I cannot believe it. We're back. I'm so excited to freaking be here. Mm -hmm. After lots of delays. Sorry, I'm currently eating a chocolate egg. It's a little ASMR. Mm -hmm. We're drinking... some beverages Shane mm-hmm. is eating I will also be eating so you know we apologize in advance to anybody who doesn't appreciate the sounds of people yeah. eating which is most people I want to just say a quick apology to you guys I'm so sorry this has taken so long for us to get onto um we wanted to come back like a couple of weeks earlier but I've been sick with COVID and then straight after that I went like on a plane to Melbourne Shane's been busy, working. I've been been sick and I've been busy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. So, and Amelia's also been in ISO. So, Mm -hmm. we just haven't had the time. And we wanted to go, like we potentially thought of, um, one, me doing a solo episode, which I decided against because I did not know what to talk about Mm -hmm. or how to analyse the movie on my own. Um, and then also we just didn't want to go back to doing them over Zoom because we just like hate that. Mm-hmm. It's just not the same. The vibes just aren't there Mm-mm. when we do you it know, over Zoom. So now we do it in person. We're like fully addicted to that. We can't so. go back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, how have you been, boo? Oh my God. So this is actually the first time that Shane and I are catching up since recording our last episode, which was Home Alone. Which was in like on like the 21st of December. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is very exciting for us. Um, but I'm good. I'm good. She's glowing. I am glowing. I'm using um, Ula, the new Ula moisturizer. Shout out. Mm-hmm. The current, um, that's my life's work yes. right there right now. Yes. So I'm very glad you're liking it. I'm and loving, you're loving it. it. And you're enjoying yeah. it. I've been using it since November. Obsessed. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, and I'm freshly tanned. You know, we know this is not a beauty podcast, yeah. but, you know, we've got to tell you the beauty deeds. If you want us to be a beauty podcast, though, we can. You should tell us. You know, like, we'd be open. We'd be open. <laughs> we'd be open. The DMs are open, guys. <laughs> um, but I'm good. I am. Like sort of back at work. I mean, I'm back at work, but it's very lower quiet. Lower capacity. Yeah, lower capacity yeah. this month. Um, but yeah, January I'm enjoying it. January is always it. a really hard one as well. Because I feel like mm. even like from a PR perspective, it's kind of like all guns blazing in regards to like PR activity versus yeah. like, I guess, content influencer wise. and content work. Yeah. yeah. So like... It comes out in dribbles. Like yeah. you see some people posting and then some people kind of not. We were literally having the chats today and we were like, oh my God, we need to get on like influence stuff for this year. Mm. Like, yeah. so that's like a this week job now. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Now that like all the big stuff's done. Um, 
yeah, it's kind of like, it's always like that. I feel mm. like in January, January, like everyone's everywhere as well. I totally. feel like it's like this, around this time that people start like kind of kicking into gear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That those first couple of weeks are like struggle straight. Oh yeah. Everyone's still on holidays. Nobody really wants to be back at work. Yeah. And like, yeah. not to mention 2022, this like first couple of weeks have been wild. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just mean? been sick. Yeah. Everyone's been sick or trying to not get sick. Me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, so how are you doing? I'm doing good. Very busy. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I've been great. Um, obviously had the Roro. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't ideal. That was rough. Yeah. It was yeah. rough because it was just like I was planning like my Melbourne Australian Open trip mm-hmm. for Ula. So yeah. doing that on top of having a sickness, yeah. like it's just not And not fun. knowing when you're going to get better not as Not well. knowing when I'm going to get better, not yeah. knowing if I'm even going to go on the trip. Like I mm-hmm. literally got better the Friday before the trip. Like I tested yeah. negative the Friday before the trip, thank God, or else I would have, you, wouldn't have been you know, going. I wouldn't yeah. have been going. I would have been stuck in Sydney. That's, and that would have sucked because that's a, a, an event that you had put so much time So much time and effort into, into. totally, yeah. Yeah. totally. So... It was great to go. Melbourne, mm-hmm. like, really turned it out. Yeah. The sun was shining yeah. while it was rainy and cold in Sydney. Or humid, I should say. It wasn't yeah, really cold. Yeah, it was, like, stupid um, weather. And then, yeah, we went, like, to the Australian Open. We had courtside seats, which, like, no other brand was doing or that I saw. You were literally, like, proper courtside. Literally, yeah. like, you could taste you could smell Nick Kyrgios's the sweat. sweat. Literally, mm. you could. You could, like, see the sweat beating off him. That's yeah. how close you, you were. Yeah, you were Andy Anderson at the Celine Dion concert. Literally. Yeah. Um, Rachel Griffith was in the booth as well. Mm. Exciting. <laughs> so that was fun. I love her. Yeah, me too. So that was really fun and exciting. Her and her daughter were there. Mm-hmm. So that was really cute. I've literally just started rewatching Brothers and Sisters. Oh, Dad, is she mm. in Brothers and Sisters? Mm-hmm. She's one of the sisters. Iconic. I'm having a twisty. Do um, And then, yeah, so it was just really exciting, but like very draining. I feel like I'm on like. Because 50. you were there the whole day, weren't you? Mm-hmm. That is a lot. One tennis match is a lot. Yeah. Let alone a full day. My boss and I were there from 10:30 just to do like a site recce. <laughs> I just oh, dribbled down my face. Dead. Um, we were there to do a site recce from 10.30. Mm-hmm. And then everyone got there at like 11.45, 12 o'clock. So it was like from 12 to like 11.30. Jesus. Yeah, I was dead. That is intense. But like ate amazing food, went yeah. to amazing places. Like I don't know, have Heaven. you been to Stoke House? No, Melbourne. I haven't. It's like... So is it like a steakhouse? So it's like... A sea, it's like a fancy seafood restaurant. Imagine like Iceberg's vibes. Mimi's, like oh, very similar nice. energy. Yeah. Maybe not as like bougie. expensive and bougie as Mimi's, but yeah. like similar price point and vibe to Iceberg's. Cool. Yes, yeah, so it was really good. What Love. have you been watching? Um, God, so many things. Um, so Euphoria is back. Yes. My God, Queen. I finished season one just in time to start season two. Amazing. It took me forever to get through season one because I am a nana. And I suddenly am really shocked by things that are as graphic as Euphoria. It's a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And this is my thing with like sex scenes in movies and TV shows yeah. is 
You don't need to see everything. Mm-mm. And you don't need to see it for that long. And Euphoria, I'm going to say it, season two... I reckon like half of the episode is sex. It feels like it. It's like yeah. half of it is sex or directly sex related. Exactly. It's just, a, it is a lot. It's I think a lot. it's a lot. It's a lot. I really like the show regardless. Yeah. But it's like, oh, does sex need to be like the center it of doesn't. your plot line? And there you know are some I mean? like films or TV shows that do it really well where you see like them, you know, starting. Yeah. And then it cuts out and then you move on to the next scene and it's like, okay, great. That's good. I didn't need to see the whole thing. Totally. But yeah, I don't know. I also feel like this season and not to, without giving anything away, mm. I don't know. Like for me, the plot line just maybe like isn't, and I love the cinematography. I love how it's filmed. I love the makeup. Makeup. I love mm. the clothes. Like I love the styling elements to it. But when it comes to the actual plot line, I'm just like, eh. Like mm. I'm not blown away. It's yeah. not like they're not they're not reinventing the wheel. Like it's mm. very standard. Like plot lines. Yeah. Um. Not blown away. But mm. all in all, I have started watching Ozark. Have you watched Ozark? We finished season four, part one. Oh my last god! Last night, and we were fucking dying. I've started. I'm starting. So I think I'm like close to finishing season one okay so i'm like <gasps> well behind oh my gosh yeah. enjoy enjoy i'm really excited Yay. i really liked season one because did we discuss this before saying like you need to watch ozark or i something? think so i, I think we've discussed it, it. josh has watched it also he's re-watching with me but Jane um did the same thing yeah yeah isn't that nice when they do oh, that so sweet <laughs> i know shout out to josh um it's a great show. It's so good. And it's usually not a show I would ease towards. Mm-hmm. I think it's like like Breaking Bad. Like I never watched it because I was like, ah, drugs, not my vibe. You know? Oh, Breaking Bad is good shit. Yeah. That's what everyone says, but I feel like I just like miss the boat. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Dan's it's like, the same. He's I'm not like, going to go back and watch it now. Because he knows that season one and season two drag mm-hmm. like nothing else. He's like not willing to go through the pain to yeah. get to how good it is. And I'm like, it's such Damn. a good show. Damn. Um, but yeah, Ozark is heck. Ozark's good. Cause I think it's like the perfect balance of, you know, there's like drug themes, but there's also like a lot of altering plot lines mm-hmm. that like, you know what I mean? It's not really drugs. It's like, I know it's a drug cartel, but like, yeah. it's not really like, but it's about like the complexities of family. Yeah, and totally. Like, it's incredible. I'm really excited to continue watching. Good. I've been really enjoying that of an evening. Yeah. Um, and I also watched this Australian TV show. I forget the name now, but it was really good. Bump? I watched part of Bump. Bump is also fun. (laughs) Um, I haven't watched season two, but I've watched season one of Bump. I think I've watched season one of Bump. Oh my God, Um, it's on ABC, but it's really good. I'm going to look it up right now. I watched Cheer. Season two. Oh, season two. Was it good? Yeah. Have you watched it? I need to watch it. Okay, you need to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no spoilers, but it is. Is, um, It is so fucking good. Is Gabby still on it? Yeah, Gabby's still on it. Love Gabby. But she's kind of a secondary character in this oh. season. Yeah. They give um, more attention to new characters. Oh, I love other that. Other dancers, which is really nice. Um, and then they address scandals that oh. have been all over the news. Um, and then also I watched all of Queer Eye, um, the new season in Cute. Texas. Um, and then I'm really bad. Else? I haven't watched Queer Eye in like... I didn't, yes. I don't think I finished the Japanese season, but I binge watched the first bunch of seasons all through the first lockdown. It got me through because I yeah. needed something really cheerful. That um, show I was talking about is called Frayed. Oh. Who's so it's in that? like a really, it's like very, very small cast. Like, yeah. 
It's based in like Newcastle. It's got, I don't know if you know Diane Morgan. She's really funny. She's from the UK. She's British. Yeah, she's in Afterlife, which we also watch. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, she's Um, hilarious. She loves Kevin Hart. Yeah. So (laughs) it's got her. It's got like Kerry Armstrong, who's like an Australian icon. Mm. Sarah Kendall. Just like a bunch of really, really cool cast, but fantastic show. It's like really interesting. It's based in the 80s in Mm. Newcastle. Yeah. So completely different vibes to like the mm. Newcastle of today. Okay. Yeah. What, so Newcastle, she's Australia, Newcastle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Newcastle, yeah. Australia. Wow. Yeah. Have you been watching in just like that? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, there's too many appendages being shown. Mm. Male appendages. A lot. Like why? Euphoria, same thing. Same I was thing. Like, why? Yeah. I don't need to see them. I don't need to see bits. But I'm still enjoying the show because it's just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll keep watching no matter what. I'll keep watching no matter what. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see where it goes. Me too. Um, Those first couple of eps were like cringy. Yeah, very cringy. And like, you know, every outfit um, podcast speaks about it more in depth um, than we will. But yeah, just Miranda's character arc this in this series is just very, very different to what she was in the original yeah, series. Yeah, not a vibe. So weird. I hate Che. <laughs> Get rid of they them. <laughs> Bin. Yeah, mm. I'm not a fan of Che either. I just think like, what value do you add to the show? They're also a fuckboy. Mm-hmm. Huge fuckboy. Mm-hmm. Like, how is that a good person for Miranda to be with? I love the real estate agent. The real estate agent's my favourite. Seema. Character, Seema. Yeah. I like LTW. Let's get into the episode, shall we? Let's do it. Should just like stop chit-chatting? Yeah, stop chitty-chatting. So so today's movie is Mean Mean Girls. We really needed to like come back with a bang, I reckon. And Mm -hmm. this is it. Yeah, we needed a really, really iconic film that everybody kind of loves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Iconic. Yeah. What beats Mean Girls? Um, so let me jump into all the specs. So Mean Girls came out in 2004. I don't know about you, um, Amelia, but I was in year seven. Wow. And I was living my best life. Stop. I was in year yeah. 11. This I saw this at Hoyt's East Gardens when... At launch, and that was when Hoyt's East Gardens was a hole and it wasn't like all recliner seating. Bless. Yeah. Um, I was in year 11. Love. And I think, I know that I bought the DVD when I was on holiday, on a family holiday in the US. So it was the American DVD, which I could only watch in a very specific international DVD player. Um, Yeah, because you can't, you couldn't watch. You couldn't, it's like US region one. And Australia was like region four. Four. So, Yeah. yeah. Um, Isn't that wild? It's so annoying as yeah. well because it's like you can't just bring DVDs from overseas Home. and just like watch them. Yeah. yeah. Um, or vice versa. Yeah. This yeah. is why streaming is king. Exactly. Yeah. Um, actually, I found my movie ticket for Mean Girls at home in Canberra when I was throwing things out. Cute. I used to keep all of my movie stubs. So the rating was M in Australia. PG-13 everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And they fought hard for that PG-13 rating. Yeah, they rating. did, sis. They fought hard for it. Um, category is comedy. Directed by Mark Waters. And it was written by the iconic Tina Fey and Rosalind Wiseman, who wrote Queen Bees and Wannabes, mm-hmm. which the movie is based off. Um, some noteworthy films Mark Waters has directed are 500 Days of Summer, Love. He's all that. Mm-hmm. Freaky Friday. 
um, head over heels. He clearly had like a Lindsay Lohan obsession. Yeah. And then Just Like Heaven with um, oh, Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon and, and Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Yeah. I Cute. love that movie. Um, Add it to the list. <laughs> yes. Um, the budget was 17 mil. And it grossed 129 mil at the box office. Not as big as I expected it to be. I have 22 mil as their budge. Oh, I got 17. Mm, okay. Interesting. Um, um, and then the Rotten Tomatoes score, quite high at 84%. Yeah. Fantastic. They did really well. Yeah. So in regards to cast, we have Lindsay Lohan as Katie or Caddy Heron, depending <laughs> on who you ask. Um, Jonathan Bennett as Aaron Samuels or Aaron Samuels. Aaron. Um, Rachel McAdams as Regina George. Lacey Charbert as Gretchen Winners. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, I learned that today. Um, Amanda Seyfried as Karen Smith. Fun fact, I can't believe it. This was Amanda Seyfried's first acting gig. Yes. Wild. Yes. Um, Lizzie Kaplan as Janice Ian, iconic. Daniel Fer... Forenze Frenzy. as Frenzy, which I also learned today. We tried. Um, Damien and Tina Fey as Mrs. Norbury. Yep. There's a more amazing characters in there, but I had to draw the line somewhere. A I lot of SNL comedians. Yeah, a lot of SNL comedians. Yeah. You can tell Tina Fey had her fingers in this pie. Yeah. You know? Um, so fun fact about director Mark Waters, his brother was actually the screenwriter for the iconic teen film Heathers. I love the Heathers. Yes, so cool. Iconic. Um, and this was also Tina Fey's first screenplay. It's her like screenwriting debut. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also originally titled Homeschooled. But, Interesting. But um, it didn't capture what the story was about clearly. And Mean yeah. Girls is a much better title. Mean Girls is far more relatable. Yeah. Um, I will say it's kind of been downhill for Tina Fey after this. I feel like this was such a like debut. And then after this, it's kind of just been like... What else? Yeah. What is you that know? film that she did with Amy Poehler, who's also in the film? Sisters. Sisters, or right. Twi- yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Not obsessed. No. Um, but what I was saying earlier, like the t- film was desperately trying to avoid an R rating. So there were a lot of films in things in the script they had to adjust to yeah. make it a little bit more PG-13. Mm-hmm. Um, so like... Like lines like "Is your muffin buttered?" Yeah, one of my favorites. It was "Is your cherry pop?" Yes. Like, ew. I'm still shocked that that would. I guess like cherry popped. Everyone knows what it means. Yeah. But yeah. like, I'm shocked that would gain you an R rate. Like that makes you jump from PG to R. Yeah. Instantaneously, that's a bit wild. I guess it might have been in combination with like other things. That were yeah. in it. So then they also had that other line, Amber D'Alessio made out with a hot dog. Masturbated with a hot dog. And then one of the other ones was um, the line about having a wide set vagina. Yes. Um, but they kept it in because of Anchorman. Yes. Yeah. Because Ron Jeremy had like said wide set vagina or something like that. And it just, they and said it had that. The PG rating. But also that men talking about their appendages and whatever. And them getting to keep their rating would have been sexist towards a female-driven f- film where, yeah. you know, they get pinged for talking about vaginas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it did make sense. One thing I loved was um, Lindsay Lohan was initially cast as Regina. Mm-hmm. but Oh, no. She wasn't cast. She wanted to be. No, she was cast as Regina. 
Mm, no, I said I got she wanted to play Regina, but she was cast as Katie due to the success of Freaky Friday. Oh, I got here she was cast as Regina, but was scared people would see her real personality as Regina. Like she didn't want to be seen as a mean girl. That's interesting. Yeah. I got completely different. Wild. Wow. Okay, so you have that. And then yeah. what I learned was that she played Katie because they wanted to, the director wanted to go off of the back of Freaky Friday, which he also directed her in. Yeah. And he was like, you've got to like play to that audience. Yeah. They see you as the nice girl. You cannot you be the villain. you continue being the yeah. nice girl. And then that's why he cast Rachel McAdams because she auditioned for Katie but was too old. Yeah. So um, he cast her as Regina because he knew that her career would actually intimidate the younger cast. Yeah. Yeah. Someone got this wrong. That is it's, interesting. There's some, there's some I mean, we just like, statements. we don't know. Yeah. Like who. So apparently Rachel McAdams was chosen to play the mean girl Regina George because only nice girls can play mean girls, according to the producer. Wow. According to Mark Waters. So maybe he's stated multiple things over mm. like, you know, this has spanned almost totally. two decades now. Yeah. So I'm sure... There's been a lot of conflicting information. I mean, interesting. Props to Rachel McAdams for banging out Mean Girls and The Notebook within a year. Yeah, she gave us two iconic. She gave us two iconic, very movies. different women. Two very polarizing women, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I love on the topic of Rachel McAdams and Amy Poehler mm. is the fact that Amy Poehler plays her mum, but there's only seven year age difference. Mm -hmm. Like that's wild. And then there's eight years between her and Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Lohan? Lindsay Lohan. I always say Lohan. I remember seeing in an interview where she said it's Lohan. And I'm like, I'll continue, I to, call, I will continue to call you Lohan. <laughs> I'll continue to call you Lohan until you drop the fake Dubai accent. Okay? Oh, halas. <laughs> halas. Halas. <laughs> Dead. Dead. I can't. Like an, another thing that changed that rating, kind of circling back, mm. is so initially when Katie bumps into Jason <laughs> and Gretchen in the bathroom. Yes. She, so they were making out in this cut but in they the original yeah jason was getting a bj from gretchen oh my goodness yeah <laughs> vibes oh if this was euphoria they would have shown the whole thing <laughs> yeah it would have been like fake pain out yeah. for the win dead <laughs> um also Lindsay was 17 when she filmed Baby. yeah Baby. so apparently they could only film for like nine hours a day um until she reached the age of 18, 18. and also this is peak Lindsay. Before peak. her um, downfall peak, from peak, peak. This is like substance abuse. Confessions of a teenage drama queen. Um, the battle between Lindsay and Hillary over Aaron Carter. <laughs> this is like iconic. I didn't Lindsay. know fighting over trash was a thing. Literally. Dead. Remember like all the tabloid covers? Like yeah. Lindsay versus Hillary. Dead. Crazy. Crazy. It's like the chokehold the Carter brothers and the Madden brothers had on 2000s women. Oh, my God. Wild. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the Maddens were not even cute. No, no. offense. Joel and Benji Madden, but, like, all these celebs were fighting over them. Isn't it funny? And then, like, Hillary They must Duff. have really good personalities because, like, to be with Nicole Richie you and for them be to hilarious. be together for so long, you need to be the funniest person on yeah, the face of the earth, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's all, the other one's with Cameron Diaz. Yeah. So, like, you'd have to be hella funny. Are they still together? Yeah, they're still together. I'm oh married my God. with a bear there. Yeah. Come on, Joel. Um... What is 
uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So he, he went out with Hillary and she was only 17 when they dated <gasps> Joel Madden. Um, and then they split up. He got married to Nicole Richie and then Hillary married Mike Comrie, a hockey player. Yeah. Who looked like Joel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're now divorced. Yeah, they're now divorced. Hillary's and she's married remarried, right? Yeah, yeah, another musician. Oh, Iconic. wait, a, a musician, I mean. I read this amazing article about Hillary in, like, Gay Times, which is, like, you know, just a fun little queer magazine. And she was like, I owe my career to the gay community. And I was like, yes, you do, sis. Aww. The gay community and, like, the girls from, and like, the, the 2000s. The yeah. She yeah. really does. Yeah, she's an icon. Um, should we jump into, like, the synopsis, the plot? What's the... Sure. Let's get into it. So the film follows uh, Katie Heron, who is a homeschooled teenager um, who is going to be attending um, North Shore High School in Illinois. Yeah. Um, It's actually based, so where it was filmed, North Shore, I forget the name now, but it's quite, it's like known as the best public school in America. Really? Yeah, so it's like quite a prestigious public school. It's in like a really popular school district in Chicago, like in Illinois. Um, And it's, yeah, known to be like a fantastic school, albeit the reputation it has in Mean Girls is like Mm. a bit rowdy. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's supposed to be a really good school. Can I just say one thing before we continue on the Mm. um, plot? Yeah. I was really shocked... At how well I knew all the words. Oh, same. I just it's hit the like, microphone. I knew. <laughs> I knew. I, <laughs> I knew I was like obsessed as a teenager, but like it being stays able, in your yeah, head. Yeah, like I probably haven't watched the movie in like six years or seven mm-hmm. years, and like I just like went straight back into like my early twenties, late teens self, Me uh, like too. early teen to like mid twenties self mm-hmm. that was like obsessed with the movie and used to watch it all the time. Yeah. yeah. I was the same. Totally. I like jumped straight back into it and I just thought that was, just, that just like speaks to the iconic nature of the movie. Absolutely. It's one of the most quotable films of all time. hundred um, percent. I didn't write it down, but there was like a, uh, it was like percentages on like stats on, like how many notes there were on Tumblr within like a year of its release. It was like insane amounts. And then the same thing with like tweets, like memes on Twitter and whatever. Yeah. And a lot of the actors who were in this movie still to this day, they get, you know, quoted with like lines from the movie. Totally. And I think Lacey Chabert was saying that on Twitter, at least a hundred times a day, people will tweet her saying fetch. Dead. Which is hilarious. If you were one person... Mm. In the Mean Girls movie, Janice. who would you be? You think you'd be? Yeah, you would have been Janice. At the time, Janice. I was 100% Janice. I would obviously, I relate to Damien, but I also think... <laughs> I want my pink shirt back! <laughs> I want my pink shirt back! But I also think I'm Gretchen. Like, if I was anyone. <laughs> Slash, I'm probably Gretchen with, like, a pinch of Regina. I'm a pinch of Karen. <laughs> yeah, we love Karen. There's a 30% chance it's already raining. Bless um, her. I relate to, like, Gretchen's, like, I don't know why, but people, like, always come to me with secrets. I feel like I always I always have, like, a logbook of people's secrets yeah. that I obviously keep very safe. But um, people feel like they can always confide in me. Mm. So that's where I kind of relate to Gretchen, except I'm not a big mouth. Yeah. Because... Um, Snitches get stitches. Yeah. But, like, I love the bad bitch attitude Regina has. Mm -hmm. Like, is she... She's such a demon. Is she a bitch or is she just a confident woman? 
No, she's a bitch. <laughs> she's a girl boss. In 2022, she's a hashtag girl boss. Oh, God. No, sorry. In 2000, what, 2016, she is a girl boss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we don't use girl boss anymore because it's toxic. Oh, yeah, T. Yeah. T. So, yeah. She is coming from Africa. Um, she's white, but her family and her have been working, living and working in Africa. And now they are back in the North Shore of Chicago. If you're from Africa, why, why are you, you white? white? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Karen, you can't just ask people why they're white. Oh, bless. Dead. So many iconic lines from this film, yeah. honestly. Yeah. So during the film, Katie um, meets uh, Janice and Damien, who immediately kind of bring her into their social circle. Yeah. But then she also... She has a rough first day. She does. And then like kind of from day two onwards... She, well, she comes across the plastics and it's yeah. like a chance meeting in the cafeteria yeah. um, where she's la- asked that iconic line of, is your muffin buttered? Yeah. And then Regina is just like... Jason, why are you such a skis? Why are you such a skis? I love the word I, skis. I know. Dead. Uh, you can go shave your back now. Bye, Jason. Jason. Um, yeah, so then she meets the plastics and then they kind of decide that um, Katie is going to infiltrate the plastics and listen to what they say. And I would say that this is coming from Janice, who was formerly a plastic. Yeah. That's what I think. Can I say something? That's what something? a lot of people think. Can I say something? And this is probably no. a controversial opinion. No. I know. When am I to never not share my opinions? Um, I think Katie owed Janice and Damien nothing because she was literally friends with the plastic just as long as she was friends with Damien and Janice. Yeah. Because, like, the same day they kind of became friends, the plastics approached her to also be a part of their group. Yeah, she was still in that cooling off period of being a new girl. So totally. She could have picked anyone. She could have picked anyone. Like, I don't think she owed Janice and Damien anything. So, like, when Janice puts all these expectations on their friendship, yeah. I'm just like, sis. Calm your farm. This is, like, one thing for Regina. She... Mm expressed these similar thoughts right Mm -hmm. like regina said like she was kind of obsessed with me like she like probably expected too much of regina Mm -hmm. um i mean the old girls pool party and lesbian bit let's leave out but like i think the sentiment kind of rings clear that maybe like janice is a bit of a stage five clinger she's a bit of a needy friend yeah yeah maybe she just like it's like you've known this girl five seconds Mm. and you like plot this massive plan like is janice not just as bad as the plastics in some way yeah yeah i've read that that some people think she's just as toxic she's a bit of a mean girl yeah because like Mm. your sole purpose is to try and destroy these girls it's like well if you're the bigger person then like move on and move forward yeah you know it is high school though totally totally bullshit artist yeah high school yeah um yeah yeah interesting that's just like kind of my analysis that's kind of what i was thinking Mm. and those were my thoughts throughout the movie and like probably not something i'd thought about much prior until like re-watching it as a 30 year old i was like oh janice is like not that much better she's a toxic little bitch yeah it's like regina does like horrible things Mm -hmm. and like she hurts the people around her yeah but part of me... But Janice schemes as well. Janice schemes, so she's just as bad. Well, she, and she's hell-bent on revenge against yeah, Regina. totally. So, yeah. Not ideal. It's um, like, that is not good behaviour, regardless. No. It is quite funny when she... Um, Katie hangs out with the plastics and she learns about their little rules in Girl World. Yeah. 
Um, and then, you know, there's the whole like on Wednesdays we wear pink. Mm-hmm. You can't wear hair, your hair in a ponytail more than twice a week. Yeah. What else do they say? Katie not liking Aaron Samuels. It's like the rules of feminism. Yeah, it's like the, that's like the rules of feminism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dead. And I love but when... I agree with her on that. Totally. You go after your friend's ex. I think like, yeah, I think in the case of dating etiquette, like you just don't date your friend's sloppy seconds. But it's again, in high school, it yeah. is like... A free for all. I've had like crushes on people that I know have dated my friends. So like just out of respect for my friends, mm-hmm. like I haven't let things progress to a certain level that they perhaps could have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're just like from afar. You're just like, even if my friends liked you and you guys haven't been romantically involved, like it's still I a then yeah, yeah, I then can't be romantically involved with mm-hmm. you. Just out of respect for my friends. Yeah, agree. Right? I totally agree. Um unless you're ready to lose that friendship for this person. Yeah, which is like it's usually never worth it. No, usually <laughs> not worth it. So I agree. I think it is the rules of feminism. No, not really. It's like the rules of, I think it's girl code, right? It's the, yeah, it's girl code. Yeah. It's like a good friendship. It's a good friendship. Like a good person wouldn't date someone that, but it's also so high school to like date a guy that like your friends also dated. So many of my friends did that in high school and it was just like Same, messy. I would see all the girls like who had boyfriends like swapping boyfriends. Yeah. Disgusting. I didn't date anyone in high school. <laughs> I was in the closet. I was a late bloomer. <laughs> I dated one girl. <laughs> Dead. Um but yeah, I think Yeah, I do think it's like girl code 101. Don't date a guy. Mm-hmm. That your friend has been romantically entangled yes, with. Yes, exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, and then we get to... Uh, wait. Yeah. And then we um, keep hanging out with the plastics and that's where we hear uh, her say fetch. Yeah. Yeah. That is so fetch. What is fetch? What is fetch? It's like slang from England. Yeah. So... A funny fact about that is Tina Fey took fetch from fetching. Oh, like, you're very, you know how, fe- you're very fetch. fetching. Go yeah. fetch. Um, she took that, she used that as the language in the movie because she didn't want to use something that would date. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm going to make up my own thing. So smart. That's so good. Because like fetch is still... It's still it's not still an actual not thing. Not an actual thing that people say. Yeah, but, but also it's so relevant and memorable. Yes. Um, President Obama used it in a tweet. Yeah, he did. For his dog. Yeah, with his Stop dog. trying to make fetch happen with it's the dog. It's not going to happen. <laughs> 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 Dad, so I'm going to say that to Lucy next time she brings me any <laughs> object. Lucy, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's, it's not, not going to happen. One of my favourite scenes is Old Orchid Mall when they first go to the mall. Mm-hmm. I think the mall is so, like, nostalgic to me of my teenage years. Yeah. My mall never had a stunning fountain like Old Orchid Mall, but it kind yeah. of has a similar vibes. Like, East Gardens had, like, similar energy, I think, to yeah. Old Orchid Mall. Um, I'm pretty sure the one in Canberra had a little water feature. Cute. Yeah. I could be wrong. It's very, like, Warringah Mall energy. Mm. And you kind of see the kind of lengths Regina will go to it's kind of like both a moment of endearment because you're like, oh my God, she cares. She really cares about Gretchen. But it's also mm-hmm. a very like scary moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're talking about when they go to the mall and yes. they see uh, Jason with the other Making girl, Taylor. With, yeah, Taylor Woodall. Um, and then she 
Regina gets on the phone and then calls Taylor's mom. Yeah. And pretends to be Planned Parenthood. Were they on South Boulevard? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, remember the days when you could just call caller ID and be like, I'm, I'm looking for this person's number. We Here's used to address. call 1-800-REVERSE all the time. I loved from the 1-800-REVERSE. Like from the payphone when we get off the bus from school. My mum would kick off if I called 1-800-REVERSE. I always used to do it. And then I would also call um, Kids Helpline and say <laughs> stupid things, which was fucking like Stop retarded. it. I... Used to say, I called the I got kids a, helpline. Mom. I said I got a tampon stuck up there, and I'd never used a tampon in my life. I think I was like 13, and we were just like giggling. And they like tried to give me advice, and then I would hang up. So <laughs> stupid. So stupid. Um, That's the most which random. Which brings me to <laughs> my mum giving me her old mobile phone, which I think had $10 credit on it. Mm-hmm. She gave it to me, and she was like, okay, you can just use it for emergencies. I had it with my cousin and then we ended up calling all these random numbers. And my mom was like, why is my bill $150? The chokehold telcos had on people, wild. I still remember like being like 18 and getting like a three or $400 phone bill and being like, how the fuck am I going to pay this with my like crust pizza money? Yep, yep. My crust pizza money. You know what I mean? I'm just like... This is fucked. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I mean, talking about the film, this is 2004. This is, you know, no social media era. We didn't even have MySpace yet at this point, I don't think. I don't even think they're like talking on mobile phones is their main form of communication. No, they're phone phones, landlines. landlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the most that we would have had was like MSN or AOL. Yeah. So we yeah. had like IM and that's it. Yeah. But it's not overly displayed in no. the movie. Which, which I think doesn't date it. Yeah. It's another reason. Cause like even watching it back, like the language and like a lot of the movies we've been reviewing, there's been a really obvious, like, I guess the movies are kind of like frozen in time. Mm-hmm. Mean Girls doesn't feel that way so much because, like, you don't see them using really old phones or, like, you know what I mean? It's kind of all, like, it's like you see them using home phones, but, like, home phones are still around. You know what I mean? Like, maybe not commonly used, Mm. but they're still around. And And maybe, like, like, we don't use boom boxes. Totally. As much, but there's not a lot in there that dates the movie right. No. I mean, even the kind of things, like, the lines that they have, like, there's that... um, Montage at the beginning where they're talking about Katie being homeschooled and she's like, people think like homeschooled people are like X, Y, Z. And one of them is these like country bumpkins yeah. who are like very religious and yeah. who are against the homosexuals. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, you know, the comment about uh, a student moving from Africa and then Tina Fey is like, Jumbo. welcome. And then Jumbo, welcome. And it's the girl and she's like, I'm from Michigan. And yeah. she's like the only black girl in the classroom. Damn. But even something like that, it's not... It's it not is, cringe. It's humour. It's yeah. still satire, but it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's a commentary on the generalisations that people can make that about... people can make about African people. Yeah, exactly. Totally, so, totally. It's done in a really smart and eloquent way. Yeah. So, the, I mean, like, if we're talking about, uh, like, what makes the film still culturally relevant, because it did, it did make a huge... It did have a huge impact on the culture... And still does to this day. Like even the fashion. Yeah. Um, that is so on trend right now. Totally. Y2K Yeah, the Y2K fashion. fashion. Um, yeah. But also just the whole um, 
teen experience is very universal of, you know, wanting to fit in, being who you truly are, like accepting yourself for, you know, for what you are. And then also finding a place in the world. Totally. That is very universal. And that's why like a teenager now can watch it and see herself in that film or himself in that film, themselves in that film, and then watch it, you know, us being that age 15 years ago yeah. and filming this feeling the same. I think other than Will and Grace, this is the first time I had seen like a gay character mm-hmm. on the screen. You and didn't like watch In and Out? Resonated. Yeah, I know. <laughs> resonated and related yeah, with yeah. that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Like probably the first time that it wasn't like, you know, like Will and Grace, I couldn't relate. Like It wasn't too flamboyant. Yeah. Was like, like, or like even that, like, it's like with Will and Grace, like they were so much older. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they were in their late twenties. Like, yeah. well, I guess Damien was a high schooler like me. Yeah, exactly. You know, also like, you know, very openly gay and like, you know, openly yeah. proud about it, you know? Which is also interesting that like Daniel Franzese didn't come out until 10 years later. 10 years later. later. Yeah. 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 Really interesting. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, agree with you. Um, There wasn't a lot in pop culture or in film or TV where there were gay characters. Not in mainstream, I think. Yeah. That weren't just like overly camp. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you weren't like the gay best, like the token gay best friend. Yeah. Damien wasn't overly like Damien was just like kind of like a normal kid. You know what I mean? Just like a hilarious like outcast, I guess. Yeah. Which we love. But he was very much somebody that you felt like you went to school with. Yeah. I feel like he was like like kind of like me. Like outcast but a floater. Like I feel like he kind of like floated a little bit. Like knew everyone. Mm -hmm. Like kind of. You know what I mean? I was a floater as well. I was a floater. I had two groups. So I was like either a floater. But then I was also friends with the arty kids. Yeah. The grungy arty kids. Because I went to primary school with one of them. And we stayed friends. And then I was also part of the cool Asians who had like the hotted up cars and who always danced. (laughs) Not the dancing. Yeah, we were the Asian like cool Asian dancers. DDR or whatever, Dance Dance Revolution. No, no, no. That's a different type of Asians. That's the DEF CON Asians. Dead. I was like hanging around... I was hanging around, I had like three groups. I had like the girls that like I'm friends with now Mm -hmm. and they were like probably just like middle tier, like not super cool, not losers, Mm -hmm. like just kind of sat in between. Um, And then I hung around the kind of cooler girls who were like all the really sporty girls. Um, And then I would hang around just my main group of friends who were also like kind of middle of the bar. Mm. I kind of just jumped around. I think... The more I progressed into year 11 and 12, yeah. the more like as well, I don't know if this happened at your school, Amelia, but we all kind of like amalgamated into one like giant group essentially. Oh, where like no. It was just like kind of one group of like, there were 60 of us and like yeah. we would all just kind of all hang together at yeah. lunch. No. Yeah. They were very distinct groups in Ooh. my school. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Like we had, uh, yeah, you had the cool Asians, you had like the sexually active band geeks, Dead. the sexually active like art, you know, actors. Yeah. You had people who were always in musicals. Huh. Um, they were like always smoking and then also always like hooking up with each other. <gasps> Stop. Um, you had the athletes, you had um, this group of year 11s who looked like, sp- who just like had hair like Paulie D. Oh my god! And that was like the their, Guidos. That was their personality trait, but they weren't. They were like surfy skater boys, but oh. they had hair like Pauly D. Oh, so it was kind of like, um, yeah, I see that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? 
Where the hell were they surfing in Canberra? I t- they would go to the South Coast all the time. Stop. Yeah, and there were just like heaps of other groups, but they were very distinct groups, which is why watching Mean Girls, it was so fun to yeah. watch because it was like, oh my God, we have that at my school. We have that at my school. Dad. Yeah, yeah. That's so um, random. But when I was in high school, I, for a brief period, was in the popular group because I'd moved to another school and all of my friends from primary school were in the popular group. So I immediately okay. got brought in. Yeah. But then I kept floating and leaving because it was like being in that group gave me so much anxiety because it was so it was so bitchy yeah and i was just like not into it this is not fun not a vibe yeah yeah that was my that was always my kind of ongoing issue with the popular group it's like i don't want to feel like i have to keep up appearances you know what i mean like i am who i am and like at any point you guys could decide that you don't like me me. and stop talking to me and so many times you saw the girls just like turn their backs on another girl yes yes that would happen to me all the time i was just like sis i am not i am not in here for this whiplash let me tell you this one thing I came to school one day yeah. and these girls weren't talking to me. And I was like, what did I do? What did I do? And they were like, you called Tegan skinny. And I was like, she is skinny though. Um, and I didn't realize that it was something that she was self-conscious about. Yeah. It had never been expressed to me. Yeah. And, you know, being 15 or 14. You Could know, have like been like an ongoing issue. Yeah. It was, a, it, was a meta, it was a metabolism issue. Oh, She'd always okay. had a tiny frame. So it was frame. like health related. It was health related. And oh. you know, like you're that young and so you don't really know not to comment. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like a little chunky monkey when I was 15, 14. <coughs> so, yeah. Dad, jealous. I don't know. I don't know but, and then they would just like not talk to me. And I'm like, okay, well, you got to explain that to me because I'm not that smart to like know to not comment on yeah. something like that. Yeah. You know. Sometimes I guess it's you're making like, you're making observations that perhaps seem normal to you and transactional to you, I guess. But then like to others, it's quite yeah. harmful. Yeah. It's like how ex- are you supposed to know? It's all learning experience. That's right. Like, just it was a learning. Things like that. Fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> it's like me at work, like... I'll say like skinny legends, like as a joke, because it's like a meme, right? Yeah. But like you can't just say why someone's skinny. Yeah, um, I've been like called out about it, which is fair. Call me out, but like also, it's a joke. I don't know. It's like such a fine line. I'm yeah. also like someone where like my weight's fluctuated over the last year and a half. So like, yeah. same. I can same take for it. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like call me chubby. That's fine. I don't yeah. care. I know I'm fat right now. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is You're what it is. Fat. Dead. I'm just big bones. <laughs> Dead. We've completely um, derailed from talking derailed about the film. Talking But no, not really, because we're talking about the high school experience and that's what Mean Girls is. At totally. Um, we all kind of know the premise of Mean Girls as well. I think, yeah. like, moving on, you kind of see Katie's, to, like, speed it up a little bit, mm. you see Katie's kind of rise... To become to one become of the plastics. become one of the plastics. Yeah. You kind of see this shift kind of halfway through the movie where yeah. she goes from imitating a plastic to actually, actually being a plastic being um i have this theory that if you cut off all of georgia george's hair she looks, she looks like, like a like british, british man, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you've told me that one <laughs> <laughs> and like that scene is actually really pivotal because you see like she says to janice oh i've got i'm doing something like for regina obviously mm. outside of like the cow teen bars yeah and the foot Foot the moisturizer, foot cream as foot face cream instead cream. of face cream. Yeah. Um, you see, she's kind of breaking off and like moving into her own, and it's kind of taking things to the next level. Yeah. 
Um, and it's a very relatable conundrum. Totally. You know, like wanting to stay true to your, like, do you stay true to yourself and stay yeah. by, you know, the side of your friends? Um, you know, you're down to earth peeps or do you jump at the opportunity to become a powerful, popular person even yeah. if it means like being a sellout? Yeah. You know, like what do you pick? I don't know. And that's why I you just, just be a floater. I just you think, can just jump yeah, into totally. the different groups. But I just think in that moment, <laughs> I just would have been like, I'm going to go for it. I know, yeah. controversial. Yeah. I just like would have gone for the main girl gig. No yeah. offense. Um, I just think like... Because sometimes you think that you can change... Sometimes you think once you get there, yeah, you, you can, can change the scenario. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you don't have to be a mean girl anymore. Yeah. Like you can be a nice person. just a cool girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like relatable and friendly to everyone, which like yeah. I don't think Katie was ever unreachable. You know what I mean? Like I don't mm, think she no. ever got to a point in the movie where like she completely shut Janice and Damien out. Like no. she still managed to maintain that relationship, albeit like under wraps because yeah. that was all part of the mission, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. more that Janice and uh, Damien stopped being able to relate to her to relate because to her. she was becoming too... Too plastic. Yeah, too yeah. plastic. So she takes down the army of skanks. She takes down the boyfriend. So, like, we've kind of skipped ahead. But, yeah. like, you know, Katie takes down takes down Jason, um, takes down, sorry, takes down Regina, mm -hmm. kind of exposes that Regina's cheating on Jason with... Um, Aaron? Aaron... Aaron Samuels. Aaron Samuels. No, yeah, sorry, Aaron cheating Samuels. Cheating on Aaron with, with Shane, Shane Oman. Yeah, yeah, in the projection room above the auditorium. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's heading towards the projection room above the auditorium. That's my favorite. Trank back. Trank back. Um, coach car. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> One of my favorite things is Glenn Coco and the, like, enigma of Glenn Coco. He had um, no lines. He had no lines. He wasn't even technically, like, part of the movie. No, so they felt sorry for him when he came back because he auditioned for a role and he didn't get it. Yeah, so yeah. Glenn Coco, the name, though, is actually a friend of Tina Fey. Yeah. So she decided to call, like, the character. Glenn Coco is, like, an iconic... And that's what Tina actually did for a lot of the character names in the film. She used real people that she knew. Yeah. So, like, Katie Harron is um, Katie... Couric. Katie Gary is Tina's friend. Miss Norbury was actually Tina's French teacher. Um, Damien is another friend of Tina's. Um, Glenn Coco, like you said, Dead. is uh, also another friend. And she just felt that it was, like, a lot easier <laughs> naming them off of real people. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, and it's just kind of fun, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I love, um, yeah, obviously kind of like skipping ahead. You have the Halloween party where you see that iconic moment. Where in Regina, Girl World. In you're Girl just World. dressing up like a slut and putting yeah. ears on. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. You can yeah. look like a, like Halloween. So one time of the year, you can look like a complete prostitute and get away with it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So you see that iconic, like, kiss between Regina and Aaron Samuels. Yeah. That's when Katie Spirals kind of turns yeah. into the mean girl. They come up with this big plan. So, like, they're essentially going to cut off her friends, cut off her boyfriend, and get rid of her, like, Destroy hot her. Destroy her image. Making her fat. Yeah. Yeah. Giving her calteen um, bar. <laughs> giving her horrible padding to make um, her look fat when she's not even like remotely fat. I know, but it also speaks of the time yeah. where it was very much about being the skinny mini. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so not indicative yeah. of the era we're in now. Where no, it's kind of like, we're having that bootay. Yeah. People literally going under the knife to get it. 
<laughs> Not a BBL. Yeah, my God. <laughs> um, um, but I also love that like Regina, up until that point, mm-hmm. before they kind of started giving her the Carlton bars, they were doing all these things to try and make her look bad, but she was rolling with it, like cutting out the hole in her top. Yeah. She sees it and she just kind of saunters out anyway. And She, she was just like unapologetic. Yeah, she just like doesn't yeah. give a fuck. You know, yeah. putting the foot cream on her face. She doesn't realize what it is. But then Aaron's like, you smell like peppermint. Your face yeah. smells like peppermint, you know, and then she's she like, loves it. Mm. Yeah. You know, just it's, she's, that's why people kind of like want to be her, I guess. Totally. Up until that point, not the manipulative kind of bitch that she is. No. But you want to be that carefree powerhouse person who doesn't care what anyone thinks. She's unapologetically her, right? Like, yes. I think, you know... Regina embraces her good and her bad. There's a lot more bad than good. Mm, yeah. But, you know, there's moments where you see with, like, Taylor Woodell and Jason, like, mm-hmm. although it's a horrible thing she does to Taylor, she does it, I guess, with good intention. Like, she's looking out for her She's friend. looking out for her friend that's yeah. being fucked around by this guy, yeah. you know? Um, and she does it the wrong way. Yeah. But, but it, the care's there. Yeah, like, as her being on her good side, you're like, she has my back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what you want mm-hmm. from a friend or any kind of relationship is that they have your back, but not that they're yeah. evil. When it comes to the character of Regina George, mm-hmm. um, they actually suggested that uh, Rachel McAdams listen to Hole, like Courtney Love's album, like band, oh. listen to her album. And okay. then also to pay attention to Alec Baldwin's performance in Glengarry Glen Ross, which is that iconic film about being in real estate. And then he has that, that monologue that's like often quoted. I haven't seen that. I've seen bits and pieces of it, okay. but it's um, about being in real estate. And Alec Baldwin has this iconic speech about being in sales and like getting... And like closing, it's yeah. all about closing. And yeah. he's a very like... Boss. Boss, but like, uh, I don't know how to describe him, but I'll put I'll put it in the show notes, like the monologue. Cool. It's very iconic. I want to watch it as well. Yeah. Exciting. Mm. Also, Amanda Seyfried originally auditioned for Regina George. Yes. But the director said that her performance was very, very different to um, Rachel McAdams. It was frighteningly ethereal. It was like very like creepy fairy, like very yeah. like aloof maybe. That's very Amanda Seyfried though, mm-hmm. right? Like she's very that energy. Mm-hmm. She's almost like Sydney Sweeney 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, they've kind of got a similar energy. They're both like these really beautiful, like ethereal, almost yeah. like... Lofty. Almost like turn of the century beauty, right? Mm-hmm. Like... You think it, like they're kind of like a timeless beauty where like they really would have been beautiful in any era. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. we're obviously in an era where like diversity is being more overwhelmingly accepted, mm-hmm. which we love. Yeah. Um, but there's still a place for like one white girl and that's like Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and also Ashley Tisdale auditioned for the role. Yeah, isn't that wild? Um, but they thought that Amanda Seyfried's dumb girl portrayal was, was better. better. Mm. I also couldn't imagine Ashley Tisdale in this movie. I could, but she wouldn't have played Karen. Who do you think she would have played? I feel like she could Regina? have played um, Gretchen. 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 Yeah. Lacey Chabert plays it so well, though. She's so good. Um, I 
I thought it was funny. Like, I mean, I still only recognized her from Party of Five, even yeah. though I never really watched Party of Five, but you saw the ads all the time. Lacey like Chabert she, who is who you call when Jennifer Love Hewitt doesn't pick up the phone. You know what I mean? Like, no offense. But like, um, if if like they needed to start stepping for like Ghost Whisperer for one episode, yeah. I'm sure she also was in Ghost Whisperer Probably. and she was playing like... She was. Didn't she play her? She played her. Yeah. I well, think she played the wife of somebody... No, I think she played the wife of a of a dead person. Yes, and then and uh, what's her name? Melinda had to go and talk to her. Yeah, yeah, but she didn't want to believe that it was happening. Yeah, I feel like she was. Either I loved Ghost Whisperer. Oh my god, but same. it would actually scare me sometimes. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm scared. I still get the heebie-jeebies watching it. Do Please. I need to start rewatching? Yeah, it's on uh, um the seven seven app. Stop. Because I watch it sometimes. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna watch it. You gotta watch it. Talking about um, the adults in the film, it's nice that they had the adult characters to kind of balance out the teens, even yeah. though it is very much about teens. Yeah. But it was good that they had them because it kind of um, allowed you to see it from the point of view of an, adu- of an adult, different perspectives. You totally. Know, teen, adult. Adult, um, yeah. And then how they also kind of related to them, but also understood what they were going through. Yeah. You know. Can I say one thing that threw me through a wig this time? Yeah. Is that... Through a wig? It threw me th- through a wig. It wigged uh, me out. Oh. I don't know. It wigged me you, out. Threw you through a wig. Um, threw, me, threw a wig at me. Um, <laughs> is that Katie's parents, they're American, mm-hmm. but are so, like, detached from American. Like, when her dad's like, you're, um, you're um, yeah. grounded. Yeah. It's like... You would have known what grounding is. Like, you're from America. You just spent the last 10 years in Africa or whatever. Yeah. That, to me, was just, like, a bit sloppy. Like, the fact that their parents don't understand, like, or their dad didn't understand American mannerisms. And it's like, where are you from? You have an American accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disciplining. Yeah, how to discipline. Yeah. Yeah. It was all, it was interesting. This is my tribal. He's a little bit of a dumbass. (laughs) Totally. This is a tribal vase from the Uncabelli tribe. Does that mean anything to you? No. No. Who are you? <laughs> um, and I just, I love that the adults as well, you know, like they are SNL um, comedians. Um, funny though, that their actual casting in the film was not initially something that the studio wanted. Yeah. Because they were worried that it was going to be too much of an SNL film if they had all of them in there. Yeah. But it worked out perfectly because they all have such great comedic timing yeah and i all think they have obviously working together for so many years they mm. all had such great chemistry with yeah, one another great rapport. yeah it would have made such a great environment for the younger actors to be in totally to be around like that experience and i also think you know doing my research and like reading through everyone's thoughts and feelings about all of the kind of older t- older cast members mm. They all seemed to look up to them, like, and they all seemed to impart quite wise words. So, like, Mm. everyone talks about how amazing it was to work with Tina Fey and how, like, she gave amazing advice and was, like, really treated them as her children, right? And, like, really looked after them. I don't think, as we know, Hollywood can be quite toxic, so Mm -hmm. I don't think that would have been the case for many other people across many other movies. Mm. So it's amazing to hear that. I did read as well that a lot of the younger actors had their parents on set with them, Bear. which I thought was like quite cute. That's cute. But also good because, you know, like as you were saying, tox- uh, Hollywood can be a toxic environment. Totally. And, you know, you hear about things that 
happen on set. I think as well, like most of these kids probably wouldn't have been based in Chicago, so they would have needed. They their filmed parents. in Canada. Oh, did they film in Canada? Yeah, it was all filmed in Canada. The school was in Chicago, though. Yeah, so yeah. it's based in Chicago, but all of the filming was done in Canada. Interesting, but like also makes sense. Mm. You know what I mean? Like heaps of them would have needed their parents to travel with them. Yeah, especially if Lindsay was only seventeen. Yeah, it's so good she, that she had Dina. Oh, good old Dina. Look. Dina probably that, just wanted to I be I don't know there. if that was a good thing. <laughs> Dad, come on, Dina. Um, going back to some of the more iconic, quotable parts of the film, I mean, there are so many amazing lines like, you know, uh, nice wig, Janice. What it, what's it made from? Your mom's, Your mom's chest, chest hair. Damien is too gay to function. Yeah. Um, when the little girl is like, oh, my God, get out of here. And then she's like, oh, my oh God, God Danny DeVito, DeVito, I love your work. work. Like, so much. Yeah. Oh, Regina George is a scum-sucking road whore. She ruined my life. life. Yeah. She's fabulous, but she's evil. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> if someone describes me as fabulous but evil, I'd be like, okay. I'll take Checks it. out. I'll take it. Dead. Um, I actually also have a, po- a note here that I wrote that said, I tried to write a speech for school that was based off of Gretchen's. You know how Gretchen had that weird yeah. speech? And she like starts ranting about Regina. Yeah, it's essentially like, why should Caesar be the boss of everybody? Brutus is just as cute as Caesar. Um, I was so heavily influenced <laughs> by Mean Girls that I Damn. started to write a speech for school. It was like politics. And I started to write it and I was like, no, no, bitch. You, that is so dumb. You need to actually write Damn. about the subject. That was when Gretchen Wieners cracked. Mm-hmm. You know I'm not allowed to wear hoop earrings, right? So then we have um, an alternate ending... In which Miss Norbury actually gets busted for drugs and Damien takes the blame for it. What do you Stop. think about that potential alternate was ending? That like, was that like a filmed alternate ending? Um, I don't know. They just said it was an alter- potential alternate ending. That's like random. It's so random. Why would You never saw Damien and Mrs. Norbury express... Any kind of like closeness. any kind of closeness. I mean, I briefly feel like in the mall when she went into the shops, but it was like a conversation with students. Well, even then, though, he's like, "This is all you can't do math, mathematics. It's social suicide." So yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. it's not like a gen- genuine like it's not like a yeah. kind of jolly like, exchange. Why is he suddenly taking the fall for yeah. Snowberry being a drug pusher? Random. I push people, Katie. Um, what like a drug pusher? And then we also have a potential spinoff. This is in 2016. Potential spin-off starring Jennifer Aniston called Mean Moms, also based on a book by Rosalind. Interesting. And then I put, was this Bad Moms? But it's not. It's a completely different movie. Is the Um, movie out? No, it was never made. Oh. Um, But it could have been good. But then Lindsay Lohan also said that she would like a sequel with the OG cast in in like a Desperate Housewives type setting, seeing them as like an adult. Adults, yeah. yeah. I know there's Mean Girls too. I've never watched it. Yeah, I never watched it I never will watch it. Yeah. Um, Fuzzies, let us know if you have watched it. Yeah. I would love to know like your thoughts, feelings and emotions. I know it's all going to be bad. um, Because we like pretty much don't watch sequels, you and I, unless it's... We're Unless just not it's sequel horror people. Films. Yeah, the only thing I watch, which oh, the new Scream, stunning. I still haven't watched Sorry. it yet. Okay, we'll I'll talk about up. it next episode. Yeah, yeah, cute. We really haven't talked about the kind of plot line of the movie at all, but oh, I but feel like knows it, it's I kind mean. of self-explanatory. Yeah, we wanted to really dissect the themes of this episode, like the themes of the movie. This is one of the movies I think that we can really spend time like 
kind of breaking down and really like mm. talking about our lived experiences because lived experiences. We were both so dead. We were both kind of like in a similar. We were both in a similar era when this came out. Yeah. Like versus the nineties. We're millennials. Like, you're a kid. You know, like yeah. I was like a little bit more mature. This movie had a bit more of a lasting impact on me. Um, loved. Yeah. How many fuzzies out of ten would you give it, Miss Amelia? Ten. Ten for me too. Yeah. I just love that, like, like we discussed, I feel like the movie hasn't aged in a really bad way. No, like, no. there's nothing that I picked up on throughout the movie where I was like, ooh, yeah. like, icky about. Yeah, you, you know what do I mean? Yeah, not anymore. Like, in yeah. Bring It On, like, when they would say things about, when they would say that, like. Oh, yeah, the F word. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like you don't see any of that. Like you see, like Damien's too gay to function. It's like it's hilarious. It's yeah, comical. It's light. Um, and Damien's also like proudly out. I guess yes. it's different if he would be like in the closet. Yeah. Um, yeah, loved. Ten out of ten for me. Um, and then it's also you know like the cultural impact that it's made, which we already touched on before, but like to the point where Ariana Grande made her video clip about it. Thank you, know, you next. Thank you next. Yeah. And it had the real Aaron Samuels in it. The actor yeah. Jonathan Bennett. Um, Gay icon. Yeah, when did he come out? He came out like ages ago. Ages ago. I think before Daniel. Did he ever, has he made anything, like been in much since? Because I haven't seen him in anything. Um, I think it's like reality TV vibes. I think he's been in like Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother. Like, oh, random. I think he's on one of those like. Cake Boss yeah. kind of shows, okay. one of those spin-offs. I don't he, think he's done anything, like, of merit yeah. since. Because he won, like, the Teen Choice Award for, like, Best Breakout Star or yeah. something like that. But then he did not break out. And then he out. never broke out. <laughs> he came out, he didn't break out. No, um, dead. We love that. Um, also, the soundtrack, love this. Pass that Dutch milkshake, um, peaches. That song operate like this seems so strange. That was like my peaches phase. That was oh, I didn't listen to anything else from her. Just that one song. That was. Did you ever listen to an artist called Amanda Blank? She's like of that kind of era. She's like a female rapper, like white female rapper. Oh, interesting. Um, I didn't even know if her music's on like Spotify, but me and my friends all had this CD Mm. that she released, and it's kind of like. Yeah, it's that era. I always, when I think of Mean Girls, I think of her as well. We use this um, music so much in our dance fest (laughs) performances because we (laughs) were all obsessed with it. So then I would just like, instead of buying the soundtrack, I would like download it off of LimeWire or Kazaa and then bring it to school. And that's what we would do our dances to. Like 2005 or 2004 dance fest, Hawker College, like we are using the Mean Girls soundtrack. Dead. Yes. Um, we didn't even talk about the Christmas performance. The iconic Christmas. I mean, How did we even miss that? I feel like it's just been like so done as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, bell rock. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Iconic. Like really changed the game for jingle bell rock, I reckon. Yeah. Like really brought it back to prominence. Totally. And so many people would have like worn that as Halloween costumes. Oh, a hundred percent. That dance performance. Like you obviously once again, thank you next Ariana Grande. That's one of the outfits she'd like. She reenacts that iconic scene. Um, And then you have Kris Jenner playing the role of. um, Amy Poehler. Yeah. Amy Poehler. Regina's mom. 
Alrighty, so that was the episode. We hope you guys enjoyed Mean Girls. We hope you guys enjoyed this one um, and we hope we've done it justice. This is our first week back. I feel a little bit rusty. I feel so rusty as well. I'm like, did we include enough? We yeah, didn't like did we plot. talk about enough? Yeah. I feel like for Mean Girls, it's like... Everybody knows like we what said, it's about. So self-explanatory. It's like... Let's just talk about this. why we love it. Yeah, let's you just know? talk about and why we love it. Facts like, and yeah. But yeah, okay. Cute. That's it. That's the episode, guys. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Um, as per usual, you can follow us on Instagram. That's where we post our cute like throwback content. That is warm and fuzzy underscore podcast. You can also follow us as individuals. Um, you have me, Shane, which is Shanino underscore. You also have the lovely Amelia, which is at Amelia Singson. Um, and you can also email us, womanfuzzypodcast at gmail.com. Also feel free to send us a DM whenever. I'm always on. Um, I'm always waiting to have lovely chats with you all. Yeah, we love <laughs> the chats that you guys have. We love the bands. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. We'll see you guys next see week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.